0: Hello, Steven my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, my ass. Who this nigga up on that ass? Oh, Stephen, you have nails for breakfast. What's the matter? Why you so honored? You miss me? Huh? Oh, oh yes, sir. I, I miss you like a like a hog miss flop. Like a <laughs> like a, a baby. Miss Mammy Titty. <laughs> I miss you like I misses a rock in my shoe. <laughs> Philadelphia uplink successful. Welcome back, Commander. Hello, and welcome to Adult Try, the podcast series where we talk out of our behinds about the many ways we can navigate this ghetto we call adulthood. My name is Shelton. And, like Stephen in Django, <coughs> "I've missed you, and I hope you had missed me too. Eh, wish for thinking on my part. It's been six months since I last released an episode. I stopped writing for a couple of days, and that grew into a couple more, and then six months went by. I've had a lot to say as I normally do but I just couldn't put it into words so much has happened and today's recording feels like a hey stranger text you sent to an ex or a crush you haven't spoken to in like forever where do I even begin while Allegedly having a fiancé whom I'm still trying to find, Oh am I? (laughs) A huge part of the last 192 days have been about growing in my mental, emotional and spiritual environments and finding the will to release my unrefined thoughts. In today's episode, we'll be talking about self-improvement. A topic that is an important part of being an adult. As an adult, you will either suffer to improve or you will suffer because you won't improve. But before we jump into it, please listen to this disclaimer statement. This is a Hunting Eagle Group Media Podcast. Know this, the content you hear on this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It has been prepared without taking into consideration your personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended as legal, financial or investment advice and should not be construed or relied on as such before making any commitment of a legal or financial nature. You should seek advice from a qualified and registered legal practitioner or financial or investment advisor. Real self improvement sucks. Self improvement is not fun. It is not interesting. It is not quick. Real self-improvement straight up sucks. In fact, <clears throat> if you're properly improving yourself, you quickly you quickly realize that it is miserable, boring, tedious. And very slow. I think about the position I've gotten to in my own life. I remember that I wasn't anywhere near this person for most of my 20 plus years on this planet. But each experience, each year along the way is responsible for getting me closer to the best version of myself. However... It wasn't until I made deliberate, continuous, consistent attempts at getting better every day for the last two or so years did I make a real change in my own life. People are often seduced by the outcome of self-improvement, but they're repelled by the process. Since the process is the way to the outcome. Their lack of interest in it guarantees that they will never achieve any remarkable results. I first need to make it clear that I'm referring, what I'm referring to when I'm saying self-improvement. My favorite definition of self-improvement is this. Self-improvement is any activity that produces a positive change in a person's life initiated by their own efforts, (coughs) that all observers can quantitatively measure and verify independent of the improver. I'm going to repeat that again. Self-improvement is any activity that produces a positive change in a person's life, initiated by their own efforts, that all observers can quantitatively measure and verify independent of the improver. I think that is a very deep and self-explanatory definition of what self-improvement is. And the things that are important, you know, when it comes to self-improvement, and for me... Honesty is important because you, if you manage to deceive yourself about the objective condition of your life, then you won't be able to understand why you're not getting the results you want out of it, or even more useful, why you keep getting results that you don't want. It would have been easy to for me to blame my lack of progress in, in life on how I grew up or say You know, that it wasn't because I was focusing on uni or work. But that would have been dishonest on my part. And that dishonesty would have kept me from fixing the real problems in my life. By focusing on what I could change that was measurable and independently verifiable without me, I could make a change. I didn't work on my inner demons and feelings. We normally say, you know, go and work on your inner demons, go and work your feelings. But I didn't work on my inner demons and feelings. Those are important, yes, but they can be dealt with after you make measurable progress. I believe that external progress motivates internal introspection especially when things are bad and not vice versa. And to put it in a, in a different way, you don't really have the time to worry about the why of your problems when the how is so close to destroying you. Look at the people who are, who are addicted. Look at anyone who's facing any challenge that seems insurmountable to them and you you understand what I'm talking about. You know, I like to think of, you know, the areas that are important in self-improvement and these areas are similar to the hierarchy of needs by Maslow. Objective, measurable self-improvement in life can only take place in three important areas of your life. These are health, wealth, and relationships. Am I saying these are the cornerstone to self-improvement? Yes. Am I disregarding every other area of your life? No. It's not that there aren't other important areas. Say, for example, psychological, spiritual, or emotional. It's just that, you know, fixing your health, your wealth, and your relationship takes care of the base of the hierarchy of needs. And now a word from our sponsors. BU Suits is a market defining brand showing strong international growth. We are pioneers at everything we do, and we work hard to keep it that way. Our pioneering spirit generates a contagious energy which is what enables us to keep putting new ideas into practice. Our strength lies in our formula. Straight to the point and still personal. Fast and effective. Combining craftsmanship with flair. There are few things that distract us. This approach enables us to create an environment in which our customers feel that we only have eyes for them. We are there for people who want to be seen, who want to be themselves. BU Suits the theory that drives Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs says that while all humans desire to be self-actualized, there are a number of preliminary needs that must be met first. Self-actualization can be loosely thought of as finding your purpose or developing your individual talents in a way that contributes to the world. But unfortunately, in real life, you cannot do that if you're worried about surviving and you're not feeling like you have a social tribe to belong to. If you're facing an existential crisis, there's pretty much very little that you can do. If you look at the hierarchy of needs, you see the first three levels all deal with the objectively measurable areas of self-improvement. You're looking at things money can buy to survive. You're looking at health care. You're looking at your relationships. Only after these things are taken care of, can we move on to things that lead to self-actualization. An objective measure of self-improvement also keeps you from focusing on what doesn't matter. Or at the very least, it enables you to properly prioritize the issues in your life. There is no greater waste of time than devoting energy to fixing an area of your life that is not the source of your misery, dysfunction, or general lack of progress. Consider the following examples for to, to get clarity a bit. If you are anything like the several guys that I've spoken to who say that they can't make more money they can't get in shape or they can't get a girlfriend because they're depressed I believe they have the other wrong they're depressed because they won't improve their finances they won't get in shape or because you know they have to become more attractive and at this point I have to clarify my my meaning and my intention i'm not claiming that you know the cure for clinical depression is an improved life however i am stating that what many people mistake for depression is a call to self improve in a measurable objective and independently verifiable manner in fact i would even go as far as to say that most people are only interested in the idea of self-improvement when they are lurking in one of those objectively measurable areas. You see, but when you lurk in the areas of wealth, health and relationships, the road to improving them is rarely glamorous, it is often difficult and never quick. Before you can fix a problem, you have to admit that you have won. No one else can tell you that you need to fix your personal life. Well, they can try, but you won't listen until you personally feel the sting and it becomes too difficult to lie to yourself. It is only then that the tedious works, the tedious work begins. The good news is that all of the objectively measurable areas of self-improvement bleed together. I again think of my own problems with my own vices. It wasn't until I was able to look myself in the mirror and admit that I was a loser that I was actually able to become a winner. I had to take an objective assessment of my income and prospects for increasing that income and realize that I was broke. I once watched uh, an episode by uh, Hotep Jesus, and he was able to describe this moment best. He had gone through it in his own life. He said that, My ego didn't match my my perspective of myself. This is the type of revelation that you can only make if you are in the process of crumbling illusions that you've built about your life so far. It's the type of realization that you can only make once you get honest about your objective position in life. Most of us have egos which are Bigger than our balls. Our egos are so big, it's like you can't even do anything to improve because, well, I'm that good. If you can't get a date and you have no social life and your relationships are lacking, then definitely lowering your body fat. And building muscles will make you healthy and more attractive. We don't wanna hear that because it's against social conventions. Picking up a hobby will make you more interesting and expose you to a new social group to bond with. But hey, let's go party every night. Every Friday and Saturday, you're doing the same shit and expect to meet different people. How does that work? If you often have to choose between paying your rent on time and having a full tank of gas, making more money by itself will fix that. Increasing your value to make more money will likely also make you more interesting, disciplined and able to enjoy better things in life. This allows you to spend more time with existing friends or make new ones and make you a more attractive prospect for a romantic relationship. You get the idea, right? But none of this is an overnight fix, especially if you want real sustainable growth. Building new health habits, repairing old relationships, creating new ones and building skills to make more money can take between one to three years at a minimum before a big change takes place. But this creates real growth that is visible, undeniable and objective. I'm not talking of a growth that you know looks good on pictures, but in reality it's the exact opposite. All that you can create in a space of 30 seconds, right? That's how long reels are these days, isn't it? But objective growth doesn't fix your emotional problems. But it does put you in a much better position to get the help you need to deal with them. It also allows you to deal with these issues relatively free from distractions. I'm reminded of something a good friend of mine once said to me. It's only once you have money that you can finally realize how many issues you have to deal with. And this is very true. Imagine trying to you're trying to survive, you're trying to put food on your table, and you're worried that you're depressed. Some of these things are not are not spoken of in developing worlds, because they are not that important. People are still looking for basic necessities. But once you, you have enough money to cover the basics and enough money to, to be somewhat comfortable, then you realize that there is so much more that you need to deal with. And and the crazy part is, I've got an amazing friend of mine, and uh, she doesn't rate me. She's a bum. But, we often laugh at, you know, the rate we speak, and, you know, we always tell each other that we each need therapy, which is very true. And I don't think if we hadn't become the people we are today, that we would be having this conversation. But... We have created the best versions of ourselves, even if it doesn't feel like it. It's only then that we can then say, you know, you actually do need therapy. After a year of working out in the gym and watching your diet, it's obvious. It becomes that much obvious if you've been taking better care of yourself. Someone could, in theory, look at your call logs and text messages and see if you've been making a strong effort in your relationships. You can look at your credit score or bank account and see if you've made progress in dealing with your finances. There may be small milestones you get to celebrate, but the ultimate outcome you're chasing may not materialize for one to three years. Real growth needs persistence. This is why it's important to focus on the process of self-improvement because after years of hard work, you may find yourself with the life of your dreams. The rest is up to you. Mm -hmm. My name is Shelton, and I am your friend. Be good.